0: So if I slip really well, it's leg day, baby. It is. It's going to be heavy muscle day. <laughs> Welcome to Happy
1: Millionaire, a show about how to make profit with a positive impact and stay happy along the way. All right, so today on this episode, we're going to be talking about getting into good shape. Now, of everyone I know, I have all my friends, Dr. Rupee is probably the number one guy who is both super busy and consistently and always in shape. Now, this is a very selfish episode for me, but in 2023, I want to go from being in a good shape to great shape. So I'm going to tap into Rupee's decades of knowledge in building routines, nutrition, effective weight training, and it gives me his recent results on his biometric tracking, and finally, his killer skincare routine.
0: First of all, I feel very flattered. Um... It's yeah not, thanks oh, man. man yeah no i appreciate that it's um, the first time i've
1: probably given you a little compliment you're still annoying but <laughs> proper it's compliment.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah no it's all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i uh okay so I-, I wish i could point to like you know some sick bit of technology whether it's like i get my investigations done every three months or a continuous glucose monitor or aura ring or like whatever whatever but unfortunately it's really boring right it's pure consistency so over the last 10 plus years, I have been madly consistent. And you've got to think about the inception of that, right? So when I got ill, which is kind of like why I started the doctor's kitchen and how I fell into nutrition and lifestyle. When I got ill, I had the stick as my sort of motivating factor. So the the two broad motivating factors, you've got your carrot or your stick. Most people look at diet and lifestyle as a means to get their abs. You know, you're Mr. Ab Man everyone's looking like how they look on the beach or how they're going to be attractive to members of the opposite or same sex whatever for other dudes normally or other dudes actually it's it's mostly about dudes yeah (laughs) women don't care about the other dudes (laughs) to be honest like even women like like my my partner always tells me like she dresses up to you know impress other women as well i mean it's just one of those things it's a bit strange but like everyone does it guys do it you know strange world so that that's like your your carrot if you like i would broadly categorize it into the carrot like you know what you can get from working out or looking your your best and, and and in my case it was a stick it was like if i don't sort out my lifestyle or improve my my health and well-being i'm lumbered with a condition here so that was sort of like the dart of my habit change but therein lies a problem you you can only rely on willpower for so long you need to have foundational level habits to maintain that consistency so you have to identify with what that is and my core identity the thing that maintains my habit of going to the gym or eating well and all that kind of stuff i wake up early i wake up super early uh and i get Are you wake up at this time
1: what's, what's the current timing what's five. the current time you're waking up
0: yeah five. 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 Oh, man, i get five, five I get, a.m. I get club, yeah, yeah, yeah i'm five eight in club i was really i was really inspired by that but i think i've always been a bit of an early riser your, your sort of in, internal body clock changes at different periods of your life and teenagers tend to uh go to sleep later and wake up later but in my 20s and certainly 30s that that's really shifted and I, i'm much more of a sort of a, a morning lark
1: okay so you wake up early all right so that that's that's one
0: but, but even if, right, your chronotypes suggest that you're more of a... Because a lot of people, particularly those working in tech, I found, they they get their best work later on. They get their best work at like, you know, 11, 12, sometimes one in the morning. You can't apply this to everyone because you know, if you get up at five, you're, you're halving your sleep and that's definitely not good in the long run. So rather than just waking up early, it's like uh, getting that time period first thing after waking up that you dedicate to your health and wellness routine hmm. and if that means waking up earlier than you normally would regardless of that's like nine or ten or you know if you're lucky to wake up at nine or ten uh, or six and waking up at five in my case then you've got to fit it in there because that's your consistency period you've got to double down on that this is when you go to the gym then so you you do your workout in the morning I have like a bit of an American psycho routine that we discussed before, which is where I get up, I drink my water, I meditate, I stretch, and then I get behind my computer, I have my coffee, and then I go to the gym. Okay. So you okay? So you go to the gym a bit after, like what,
1: like 10, 11, 9, 10, 11,
0: 12? No, 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 no. Like, like 6, 6, 630, dude. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm there when the gym opens, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still fast asleep. Okay, and are you um are you one of those intimate fasting people as well? Like I do that, but is that one of you? Is that, do you follow that as well? I do
0: intermittently, intimately fast, right? Okay. So like I, I will just be very intuitive about it. So I'm not really strict. I'm proper, I'm really flexible, man. Like I will skip breakfast maybe a couple of times a, a week, like at the weekends. So if I'm not on like on a heavy training day, then I, I'll probably skip and I'll just have two meals. Like actually on Sunday... I had breakfast brunch with my, my parents. And then we had like a late afternoon lunch with uh, some friends of ours that are in town. And then I didn't eat dinner and I just had like some evening tea and that was it. So I had two meals that day.
1: And what what's your structure in terms of keeping fit, like whenever I speak to people that are in great shape, they do have some form of structure in that they're going to do strength training a few days. They'll do some yeah. hit workouts. They'll be do walking. They'll do yoga, Pilates. Like what, like you must have a rough structure for the week. How does yours look?
0: Yeah, so I do have a rough structure. It's not regimented. And the reason why it's not regimented is because my sleep can be up and down. And so this is where the aura ring actually is quite useful for me because it will dictate the quality of my sleep and therefore the intensity of my workout. So if I slept really well, it's leg day, baby. It is, it's gonna be heavy (laughs) muscle day. It's gonna be really like going balls to the wall with a good sort of variety of leg strength training. It's not just like squatting the whole time, but it's gonna be like quite intense legs and uh, and big muscles. The other thing that I would do if I've slept very well is uh, cardio, like intense cardio. So I will do a, a good sort of bike ride for like 30 minutes Thing is, dude, I'm, I'm a bit weird. I, I, weird in this sense because some people need to go to a spin class to get like pepped up by the instructor and they're like shouting, they're like, you can do it. And they're spinning the towel and they're doing, and then they're getting up on the thing and they're down on the thing. I find that the most annoying thing that anyone can do is shout at me during a workout. That's why I don't do Barry's, I don't do F45, I don't do none of the spin stuff. It is, I just want to get my music on and I don't want to, I just want to like ride out to it. Like I'll get progressive house going, I'll get like some, some dirty, like rap beats. I'll get like, whatever like gets me in the mood that's in, I'm in the zone and I'm just like riding away. So I think getting myself in the zone, particularly if I've slept very well, that that's awesome. And then row machine and then obviously running in and all that kind of stuff. The most important thing is, because this sounds very uh, unachievable with people, most people can't barely get themselves out of bed, right? And it comes back to the consistency thing. You need to commit to a minimum level, a stupidly minimum level of exercise that you can promise yourself that you'll do every single day. For me, it's my five minutes of stretching, right? Every single day, I have to do five minutes of stretching. It's the minimum amount of work that I know I can do. I do it straight after my meditation. Part of it is stick because I've got a long standing back problem. It doesn't give me that much gyp during the day because I've done a lot of physio and I do my stretching every single day, but also it makes me feel that I've moved my body today. And if you can identify with that, per- that person that you are someone who moves themselves every single day, I'm telling you it's game changing and it will lead to all these other things that, you know, get you to do hit without having a, an instructor and, and all that kind of stuff.
1: No, I love that. So on my side, and I'm nowhere your level, but it, I do my yoga every day for 25, 30 minutes. That's minimum, right? So it's not a workout, yeah. but it gets me moving. And what yeah. I've invested in, I've gone, like, you know, I can go buy loads of equipment. But honestly, all I've got is some simple dumbbells, 12 and a half kgs. I just stick it next to my yoga mat. And if I'm not going to the gym, I will literally squat those babies or I'll be, you know, doing some presses I even sit in my bed and do some chest press. I'll do something with them and I'll figure out three different um, exercises, do like three sets and it's like a 10, 15 minute workout before I jump in the shower. So I, that that was a great hack for me, but it's not taking me to that advanced level as in, you know, that great shape because I feel like I, but it, it kept me going. So that's why I, th- I feel that definitely helped me keep a, a good level. But, you know, obviously what we're going to talk about in a bit more it's just I want to go a bit more into like the reps and the exercises because the compound exercises because I started in yoga like four or five years ago right and I love Mm. yoga and I'd probably say in the last two years yoga became really big same with Pilates got even bigger but now I'm seeing a big shift back into weight training even Mm. you know guys and women they're all like going proper on the weight training because yeah, you know, you're realizing it is still relaxing you're realizing your body's getting more movement it's you're becoming more relaxed what's your current stance on weight training are you pushing really heavy weights are you just going for more reps like what
0: what what stage are you at right now with so, that so i would say it's a good question i would agree that trend is definitely uh moving toward weight training and z- something called zone two training which is sort of like um it's not where you're sprinting or like you know massively out of breath it's almost like a consistent uh, hard push for a long period of time so it's like where you're like going 60 minutes on the bike and you can you can't have a conversation but you can almost like grunt and be like yes yes no yes you know j- j- just like one word answers basically on, on the on the bike um strength training is super important particularly as we age because uh, you know the degradation of bone and muscle is is pretty apparent and actually that's one of the reasons why we see higher inflammation levels is because you have a process called sarcopenia and it's you know basically where your muscles are melting away and you're just replacing it with fat
1: so to avoid that do you have to lift a certain amount of weight or
0: yeah yeah so body pushed? weight is almost like the minimum and they're ab- above that that's a lot yeah, yeah 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 as in like you know it's a squat when i when i say body weight i'm mean like you're doing a low squat and you would be like yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah. Th- i thought you gotta lift like 70 80 kg like
0: yeah when you're doing that if you can do like 1.5 times your body weight you're doing very well if you can do one times your body that's weight that's a, that's, that's a good standard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i used to be you know someone who could do that not easily but um definitely something that i would aspire to but now because I've had long standing back problems. I know that my form isn't hundred percent, so I won't go heavy. I'll just be much more consistent. And there are ways in which you can stress your body in a good way without necessarily having to like pile on loads of plates onto your barbell and doing like more movement, mobility Mm. and sort of uh, conditioning exercises is where my focus is. So if I do a squat, let's say, um, I'll do like a 40 or 50K squat, which is like just above like half my body weight. Actually, you know, it's half my body weight. I will hold that low squat for like a good two seconds before pushing uh, out of that squat, you know, over two seconds as well. So everything that I do is a lot more controlled. It's slower, it's less explosive and some people might see it as boring, but man, you feel it, You, you feel it a lot. Yeah, 100%. So you do more reps though? I would do more reps, yeah. So I would do like 12 to 14, whereas someone going heavy might do like, you know, two, three, four, something like that. Because I'm, I'm not really looking to like bulk or, you know, add more muscle per se. I'm, I'm looking more to sort of like condition uh, and, and maintain. So I'm in a different phase. And I, I don't think bulking on muscle is necessarily healthy or desirable unless you're really doing it for aesthetics. I, I really don't see the the the, the benefits of that.
1: For me I enjoy actually just pushing like the strength training like pushing sometimes a bit more weight because I started off probably doing what you're doing and I'm going up now because I just i don't know there's that thrill of just pushing more I've also just got a PT in um so personal oh, nice. training. it's very privileged very lucky but I just and I, I was worried about the form you know I found someone is reasonable like you can get you can get good pts for like 40 60 pounds like mm. you can go to these high- end ones they like charge a lot. But you can, I think, you know, if you look well, you can find a really good PT training. Even for like some guys got one for like 30 pounds. So you can get good ones. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's more around the form because with weight training in particular, it is all about your posture, your frame. And it's so much, there's a lot of complexity. Like if you want to squat really well, if you want to deadlift really well, barbell like rows, like these are quite technical exercises. I know I like, I've, I've been doing them naturally and I've had my friends train me sometimes. But when you have an expert, like there's so much, Angles and switches and changing. If you can
0: afford a PT, uh hundred percent, go for it, man. That's what I, I would say. I, I've had PTs throughout my um sort of like I don't, gym career. I don't know what the fuck you call it, but like uh, you, you know, like uh, I, gym life. I, I, my gym life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can get a PT to give you the basics, that's great. If you need a PT to motivate you, that's another thing. That's when it gets expensive. But I think like you know, a few sessions with a PT to like cheat you you know what to do then like maintain that sort of consistency and also you have to be like it's not very fashionable to talk about this these days in this the current environment where everyone is sort of like being very respectful of people who have uh issues with self-worth and beating themselves down a bit too much but you do need to be rigid with yourself you do need to be harsh on yourself and actually you need to lean into what motivates you and if it is you know a, a bit of like come on, slap yourself around the face and let, let's, let's get to it. If that gets it, the job done in the long run, that's going to be better for you. And as long as that doesn't spiral into like, you know, this practice of shame and, you know, feeling that you have to, uh, go to the, the gym, like twice a day and like eat a, bro- a piece of broccoli to look well, like that, that's when it gets problematic. But I think most people can understand when it's an issue and when it's actually motivating, hopefully anyway. The other thing I would say, so in addition to consistency, right, it's, um, it's cook. So I would say, Oh, no, here we go. Yourself, here we go. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to yeah, plug yeah. my books, but it is out on the 19th of January in all good bookstores and on Amazon. You're 100%, but right. Like, <laughs> you're 100% right. But yeah, if sorry. you cook from scratch, here's the, here's the code. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you cook from scratch, uh, and you know what's going into your food, like 100%, you're going to see the benefits of that. If you quit snacking as well, Like we ain't designed to, we're not meant to be snacking, especially we're not meant to be snacking on the things that are typically what you find in a snacking environment, like a coffee store or, you know, from certain hours of the supermarket when you're checking out and stuff. Don't touch that stuff. Like you just just keep it out of your basket. You save money. And you'll save uh, time in the in the gym or in the park or wherever you're doing your exercise. So cooking from scratch, I think, is it a great way of maintaining that. The other thing is quitting alcohol. I know I know you don't really Ooh. drink that much. I would say uh, yeah, I don't or, drink that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you said that with a smile. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> so whenever I go out, I've I've, I've worked out myself, and this helps this helps so many other people um, with drinking is well a like how often do you drink right maybe once a week twice a week right i try to not drink so often um but let's say i do i've worked out that if i drink one drink i'm fine no hangover no hangover i'm fine if i drink two i'm starting to feel a little bit but i'm still all good when i drink three now i'm on a bit of a buzz or i can feel it and i think most people can and you're normally in a good buzz at this point and there's no hangover But once you get to four, I've realized, okay, now you're trying to, you're feeling it more. And now the hangover clock is starting the next day. So what I've learned is once it gets to three, like three wine glasses or three drinks, you know, three units or however you want to look at it, right? Um, At that moment, I just stop after that one. That's my max. So I normally end between two and three. Obviously, occasionally, you know, if it's a big day, I might go further. But if you're going further, like, I call it like the unknown. So once you go past the unknown, drinking four to like 10, you're still in trouble, right? Um, I don't advise anyone to go too far, but, you know, it's it's just natural. So I just make a decision, like, am I going to, you know, you're either going to blow yourself up or stay below three. And I normally stay below three. I, and yeah. I've given this hack to a lot of people and they've really appreciated it. So um, hopefully it might help someone out there. But
0: yeah, so that's, and I agree, if you can cut alcohol, it's good i'm pretty regimented um so i will have like one to two um generally when when i go out but also i like cocktail bars because of this whole mindful drinking movement are really producing good low and no alcohol uh beverages right And and they're they're constructed like you would a great cocktail that you'd find in a in a in a decent cocktail bar and it gives you that sort of like, it doesn't give, obviously it doesn't give you any bars or anything, but it gives you like, oh, I do you know, I'm out. It comes in a little like gimlet glass and you know, you're drinking with your mates mm. and it's, 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 it still gives you that sort of like feeling that you're celebrating and whatever, whatever else that a, a cocktail or the other reasons why we, we drink cocktails and stuff. But if I was going to drink a beverage out and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you know, too hung over the next day, I would make sure, and this isn't any advice for binging, just want to point that out there as a doctor, but you know, people always ask tequila lime soda. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> a, a very good quality, not a shitty tequila, but a, a good quality tequila lime soda is, is good. A gin lime soda as well, anything clear? Gin and tonic. No, 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 not tonic. No, no, no. Because you, you're getting a double, think about the, the way uh, alcohol is metabolized, right? It mainlines to, to your liver. When your liver enzymes are saturated, the alcohol de- dehydrogenase, that's when you're going to get these excessive alcoholic metabolites. Um, and that's what basically generates your hangover plus the dehydration. When you're also hitting it with like really hot sugary drinks, like the worst combination would be, I'd know a, a whiskey Coke or rum Coke, for example. You're given like a, a big dose of uh, alcoholic spirit plus the big dose of sugar as well. Like your liver's just trying to like you know survive mm. here and you're giving all these different so those are things that you want to make sure you're avoiding and if you're going to have a drink uh, yeah I, I actually introduced tequila lime soda to a buddy of mine this weekend he really appreciated it
1: i'm not a big into tequila but i like gin so you're saying go for gin soda lime
0: yeah i would say gin soda lime
1: i'm not a big drinker anymore but i like gin yeah so i like flavored like gin claw, i, I do the flavor everyone likes white claw oh yeah 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 everyone likes salsa, but
0: no i like the
1: um I like the flavored gins. So, yeah. Okay, so we talked a bit about booze somehow. I don't know how that got slid in. Actually, you know, I do know <laughs> why it got slid in, but we slide that in. So, we got that in. So, one thing you do, right, is that um, is it the, the sugar tracker. So, I actually have this is one of my challenges. I've got a sweet tooth. I know if I didn't have a sweet tooth, honestly, I think I'd be ripped. I'll be so ripped but I've got I've got a really devilish sweet tooth it's really dangerous you've seen it I've taken you out to some ridiculous if, if only I,
0: if only I quit like well that fast food I'd be I'd be telling that I'd be ripped I would be ripped uh, too much Taco Bell
1: yeah all right so let's talk about the yeah because you did the um injection you know the thing you track your sugar thing so
0: does that yeah, work yeah. So th- is that good really should I be getting should pop- I get something like that just a bit of background, they're called CGMs or continuous glucose monitors, the whole bunch of companies out there are doing them. The reason why they become popular is because there is some suggestion that maintaining a good level of sugar in your bloodstream, a consistent level, and instead of having high spikes and lows that you would get from eating processed food or high sugar foods, for example, might be uh, a good idea to prevent things like type 2 diabetes or excessive hunger pangs that can lead to overeating, for example, right? Freestyle Libra is uh, one of the most popular ones. Dexcom, I think, is better. The reason why is because you can calibrate a Dexcom. I think these products are going to become ubiquitous uh, in healthcare generally because they give you insights into what I think is a a behavior change uh, process. So uh, I'll give you my example. It might make it easier for the listener. I didn't think me having a Spanish croquetta in a restaurant was gonna spike my glucose level that much. I just thought it's mainly fat, it's got some hamon in there, a little bit of fried stuff on the outside, Fry bread comes. Probably not gonna spike. Dude, it literally sent my sugar like 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 a roller coaster. I did not I did not expect that whatsoever. And this isn't to say that I'm never gonna have a croquetta again, but I'm much more aware of what that p- specific food or a specific restaurant you know, who's serving this food has done to my blood sugar. And therefore I'm going to mitigate it. There's a few things you can do to mitigate it. You can have more vegetables at the start of your meal before you have the croqueta. You can go for a walk straight after your meal. So you're actually going to be encouraging the sugar in your bloodstream to go into your muscles where it can be uh, converted into glycogen. So, I think this as a behavior tool is going to be really, really interesting, and that's why you see so many companies in this space, like Levels, Very, I think Very, I think it's called Very, uh, Zoe here in the UK, yeah. uh, like a whole a whole bunch of a whole bunch of companies are moving to this space.
1: Yeah. Now I find this stuff really interesting because you're right. There's unique things that I might be doing in my week that are just really bad for me. And I can, and I know deep down, like yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> having a spoon of Nutella or uh, having some Kinder bar, like you know, I know it's not good, but I need to see the, I need to see the spike.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, you you just go to the kitchen, grab yourself some Nutella. You don't think about it. You probably forgot about it, right? But your CGM will yeah. tell you. Your CGM will tell you, like, yo, you had that snack. Putting the mirror up. Putting the
1: mirror up. All right. So in summary, this is what I've taken away. So I think I probably have to look at this. Um tracking for sugar levels i think that's interesting i like that you're not doing too heavy weights because you can get injured and i can see lots of people being scared of doing weight training because of the heavy weights.
0: i've got injured loads of times yeah
1: loads of times and they're dangerous man they're horrible
0: it, it, it pisses me off when i'm injured and i can't do my normal activity i can't like even do my stretches i can't go to the gym it kind of just messes up my routine so i know now to like moderate it and there's there's no point like lifting heavy i mean i'm married down man like come on <laughs> mate come on don't, <laughs> don't give me that don't give me that
1: bullshit you're still you can still do it so it sounds like you're just consistent you're doing good level strength training you're doing the cardio you're eating somewhat clean because you're obviously cooking it right so you're yeah. going to probably be better at most people in that area but yeah. i think your mindset's really good in that just getting consistency in and just pushing something. I think, you know, a great tip is like getting a bunch of light weights and, you know, whatever weights are good and just putting it near your bedroom. That's really helped me. And I think to get that consistency because I'm lucky in um, that I have a gym very near me in my building. I'm super privileged and lucky. But some people, you know, that commute's pretty annoying. I used to hate going to the gym. Um, so... If you just have a bunch of weights around you, it's helpful. And I think you've got to just also just set the expectation. Like, okay, if you're scoring six out of ten or six and a half out of ten, are you happy with it this year and or in you know 2023 as you go in? Or do you want to, you know, up it and score eight or nine out of ten?
0: I just wanna add what, one like exercise hack that I think is really important because I, I've tried loads of stuff, right? Like yoga Pilates, reformer Pilates, calisthenics, all that kind of stuff. One of the hardest things that I think I do now, like at least twice a week, is um, TRX training. So TRX has been around for ages. It was you know, created by the uh, ex-Navy SEAL, just like a couple of stripes you put on the back of a door. And now it's like this incredible brand and stuff. And like, it does seem a little bit cliche to so like, oh, yeah, do my TRX and stuff. But I went and did a TRX class with um, some, like, proper TRX trainers, yeah? Oh, wow. And, dude, I felt it everywhere the next day.
1: Really? I've got the wires, but I'm I'm not feeling it as much.
0: I'm telling you, dude. I'm going to show you some exercises. you got to just try and do as much conditioning exercises as possible, and that requires body weight and things like TRX, I think, are, are really, really good for that.
1: Last thing, actually, remember we went to… um. I just speaking to my friend, so I give her a name drop. It's the Blushing Doc. She's on Instagram, and um, mm. I'm she's do- I'm doing a consultation tomorrow about skincare. So you know oh, are we you? went skincare shopping. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought you know f- I think it's time to I, I I feel I've got a decent routine, but I want to again score like nine out of ten on it. So I'm going to be <laughs> expert in the field. Um, I think it's important to look after yourself. we yeah, yeah. It like is, it is. I feel like I feel like I've done good in twenty. 20- 2022 or what the hell are we 2000 yeah 2022 i've got year already done. so bad with <laughs> years um i think i scored like six like seven out of ten on a lot of things but i want to get to nine so i'm gonna okay. get her thoughts and ideas but yeah what's your latest skincare mate
0: again consistency i've learned this through my wife, and through chatting to a number of like dermatologists as well. And all your exes, and right? That's, they're the thing they <laughs> like Basically, any girlfriend <laughs> you yeah, have, they're like, oh, yeah, this is it. like, I'll take that one. I'll take this one. I've just yeah. taken up like gems along the way. <laughs> um, anyway, there's three things, right? Actually, no, there's four things. I'm going to add a boring one. Sleep. you got to you you got to invest in your sleep, man. I'm telling you that sleep mm. is probably one of the best things you can do with your skin. Did you see that Reddit recently with a couple who were trying... 10 different uh, sleep hacks no that sounds uh, amazing yeah they, they they tracked whether it had a positive or negative effect by percentages and they then the, the percentages were married basically to their sleep score almost complete opposite results wow so what one of them was sleep stories by calm like one of them was like uh, improved it by 12 like percent. another one was like reduced it by three percent my takeaway from that was everyone is individual so what might work for me or what might not work for me like mm. magnesium citrate might be like a game changer for you so like what, what do i know to mm. suggest anything i i know what works for me not eating too late uh, so two to three hours yeah. before bed i need to try and keep that window clean and not having too much sugar in the evening and uh not stimulating uh, myself too much in terms of like tv or like phones that put my phone away try to like you know separate myself from the workings of the day or the worries of tomorrow whatever i, I can basically re- I, i'm going to tell i'm going to tell you now what she's going to tell you tomorrow right go on so it's going to be sleep if she's if she's a lifestyle medic it'll be sleep uh it'll be spf so she will recommend uh 30 as a minimum 50 as optimum i'll give a shout out for a brand i think is bloody good it's super goop you can find that in the uk now it's really thin she's going to say vitamin c as a serum, you put it on uh, either during the day or in the evening. And then it will be alternate day uh, retinol. You usually get it in different forms, like 0.5 or 1%. You probably need to start at a lower amount. So that's the one that we got from The Ordinary because The Ordinary is like this brand that basically, they had the same sort of quality of ingredients as your sort of branded names, but like at, at like factory prices. So the one in shortness that we went to, um, it, it's brilliant. It's literally like you know five six pounds for uh, a product that will last you three months. You put a tiny bit uh, on your skin. The next day, you're going to make sure that you wear sunscreen or wear a hat as well because it can be quite irritant. Um, so those are those are the things she's going to say. She's going to say sleep, SPF, vitamin C, and um, uh, and retinol.
1: Well, she's luckily she's already made her money, so. <laughs> i conversation, otherwise I'd have gone an ache and have that back. No, I think let's see. I will report back. I'll report back and um let's see how it is. If it's if she nails it, which I'm sure she will, uh we'll get her on the pod and say, look, you've got to show us your tips. So she works with this company called Get Harley, who do these personalized skincare treatments. There's all these there's so many companies out there that do these personalized treatments.
0: Do you know there's another one called um I think it's called Skin Me. Um and they basically yeah, they've got like a, again personalized like skin coaches and and stuff, and they send you products and and that kind of stuff. It's kind of like what I want to plug my app into because we already have skincare as a health goal, and I think w- one of the things that always gets left behind is you, you can think of the things that you put onto your skin, right? So things that it's like going to the gym. It's like you know we do things to our body, we do things on the exterior, but no one really thinks about the the interior as much when it comes to health goals so skin health and and foods and you know all, all the evidence that we have for a colorful rainbow diet with plenty of fiber and the skin acts the gut skin axis super important man so
1: well obviously you'll see the progress i feel like i'm getting bigger but we will i need to up it let's see um on that note amit have you got anything any good takeaways
0: he's going to come up Um, with a long list of
1: supplements (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly yeah yeah, yeah. take this level of drugs this one testosterone some some gummy bears
2: wait i don't know where these these are going to start some rumors uh (laughs) so one thing we we, you talked about consistency uh so you could you know do things on autopilot and then you mentioned rough but not regimented so when that really hit home for me is like we went out one night and We got smashed and I assumed you were going to be like, okay, I'm going to run it off this morning, but you were just like, yeah, I'm going to take it easy on myself. I'm just going to stretch out. There's like context to all of these things. When you've hit it hard, you can take it easy the next day. Definitely.
0: Very important.
2: And then the last thing was these things are so personalized. So initially we were talking about, well, the concept in many people's heads is you have to lift heavy, but... You know you can still get ripped by doing things differently and finding out what works for you so um well one thing which you didn't mention which i've noticed when we work out is you're like very mindful like when you exercise so that there's that arnold schwarzenegger thing where he talks about like imagine contracting the bicep like a lot of it is done mentally yeah and I think you, you do do something similar there as well.
0: Yeah. for for Yeah, it's a really good point. Form. I, I'm just obsessed with form now. Like I see, I, I, it's really annoying actually when you, not to shit on PTs here, but like when you see a PT with a client and their client is like on one of those machines. So they're literally just like going back and forth like this. And the PT is just standing there, like like having a little chat with them or whatever. It's like, dude, this guy's form is, he's going to give himself an injury. He should be really slow really contracted held and then released and if you want to do more reps fine but you've got to keep your form there um and yeah i, I just think people need to obsess about form because that that's going to get you it's like we were talking about leverage in another podcast you have to leverage the exercise that you you choose and one way of getting leverage out of the time that you spend in the gym is actually putting the time and effort into the activity into the actual form of the exercise that you're doing so just focus on that
1: my pt does tell me that when i'm doing some exercises he'll say like you know focus on your arms focus on your chest focus on your abs there is some science to it like wherever wherever you focus your mind to some re- it, the contraction does work i remember this weird experiment i think i've might have told you guys but there's this experiment where um they got 10 people no 20 people that broke their thumbs and basically the they print two groups of 10 and they go to one group they say to one group hey um your thumb's broken it's all good just chill whereas they went to the other 10 they went hey imagine like you can move your thumb even though it's broken but imagine you can move your thumb after two weeks they took off the the plasters or the band the you know the the bandages and turns out the ones that visualized it improving they healed like 25 30 faster so there Mm. is some science of the madness all right great episode guys i appreciate your tips rupee thanks for sharing selfishly i think i took a lot away and i'm gonna up my game for 2023 and hope people listening are as well before you go i've made something for you It's an ebook on five crucial lessons from creating startups worth $500 million. And it's just for the listeners of this podcast. Download it for free on our website, happymillionaire.club. The links are in the show notes.